That's Suzanne Soule and our Bodhi Band. Whew, thank you, Suzanne. And thank you, Rich, man. Drummer extraordinaire. Brilliant. The whole band, but you're amazing. You're amazing. All right, let's say this together. This is actually a prayer. It's called the Set Aside Prayer, and it's from the 12-step program. And we'll use this as our affirmation today. God, today, help me set aside everything I think I know about you. Everything I think I know about myself. Everything I think I know about others. And everything I think I know about my own spiritual path for a new experience in myself, my fellows, and in you. I love this prayer because what it really does is clear us out. It gets us out of all of our fullness. It gets us out of um, um, all that we believe we are, others are, God is, and it creates us to be open and willing to be made new and to discover something brand new. As I was exploring the 12 steps this week, I found a couple of fun sayings that I thought you might enjoy and that are very relevant and, and good. The first one, my opinion may kill you, but my experience may actually help you. Isn't that good? My opinion may kill you, but my experience may actually help you. So the next time someone says, would you like my opinion, you can say, what are you trying to kill me? Right? And then the next one, I like this one. If you don't want to work the steps, we can refund your misery. And for us, it's true here too. If we don't want to really walk our spiritual path, if we don't really want to move through the tunnel of transformation, which is scary at times because it requires a big surrender, but if we don't want to do it, we can always keep our misery. You can always keep your trying to make life happen. You can always keep your suffering and your fear. You can always keep your woe is me and your self-pity. All of that is yours to keep. But what we know and teach here is that there's something so much more fantastic for you. So once you really awaken to that, no matter how scary it may be to surrender the ways of your ego and your suffering and to really become who God intended you to be, no matter how scary it is, it's worth it. It's worth it. And so we come together here at Bodhi to build the muscle of willingness. We come together to build the muscle of divine curiosity. And we come together to build a muscle of hunger and thirst that will actually pull us forward and through whatever fears may get in our way or whatever walls may block us. And today, we come together to look at the brilliance that is within this seventh step. Humbly asked God to remove these shortcomings. I found this quote, the door of life is a door of mystery. It becomes slightly shorter than the one who wishes to enter it. And thus only he who bows in humility can cross its threshold. So the door is shorter than the person wants to go through. And it requires us to humble ourselves. It requires us to bow down in our becoming and in our awakening. It's a very profound surrender because, again, as we say over and over and over here, the world says stand strong, be, be proud, puff your chest up, and prove to the world that you can make it. 
don't need anyone. And by all means, don't humble yourself. Because in the world, humble can get confused with humiliation. And this is what stops us from being humbled. It's a misunderstanding. Even if you've never heard the definitions of the word or you understand the definition of what it means to be humble, in our experience and in the teachings of the world and what we see projected through the media, what we see is that is the opposite, that we will be humiliated if we bow down. If we become vulnerable and surrendered, we will be humiliated. But the truth of the matter is it is through our humility that we access All power, all power avails itself. Humility is about right-sizing ourselves, becoming right-sized, knowing who you are, and not getting too lost in grandiosity, but not getting too lost in shame and guilt. We can find ourselves bouncing back and forth. In fact, that's what many people do. They get grandiose about who they believe themselves to be puffed up, only to find themselves on the other side of the coin which is feeling shame and embarrassment. Neither of those are who you are. To right-size who you are, thank you, Mary, for speaking so wonderfully to this step, is the idea of really making yourself available to access the highest power. Humble means being teachable. Humble means having an open mind. Humble means having an attitude that makes you willing to, to empty yourself out. Exactly as the asking prayer that we began with guides us to do. Humble means I don't know everything here. Humble means I've got to be willing to release the stories that I've made up about you, the stories I've made up about myself, the stories I've made up about my life. Because those are the filters that I'm seeing my life through. So when I humbly ask for these filters to dissolve, when I humbly ask for any grandiose beliefs about myself or any shame ideas about myself to be eliminated, to be freed from them, I become right-sized. And right-sized means that my humanity becomes a vessel for my spirit. Please hear that because that was not in my notes. That was a direct download. Humility means your humanness becomes a vessel for your spirit to express, to create, to, to, to reveal its gifts unto the world. It's not a contest or a conflict between our humanness and our spirit. It is where one serves the other. But if you know yourself too much as your humanness, then you suffer all the struggles that humanness goes through because the humanness comes and goes. It's born and it dies. The humanness is not perfectly made, but it is a perfect channel. Not perfectly made, meaning that it's not here forevermore. Your humanness will dissolve, just like the foibles themselves, but your spirit, your higher power, is who you are. So, We become humble to allow the greater self to flow through us. I found this quote also, be humble or you stumble. I'm giving you the best stuff here today, you guys. That's really good. Be humble or you stumble. Isn't that true? When we get too proud, when we get too ahead of ourselves, when we start to make things happen, when we're out here, 
in, in our lives instead of in here, when we don't have that sweet surrender, we end up falling down and life becomes harder. Someone I love studying about, George Washington Carver. Many of you know him. He's a scientist who developed hundreds of useful products with the peanut. And he was a very, very, very spiritual man and a very humble man. And he was once a slave, but he found himself out of that and ended up being able to go to college. And he would go out into nature and commune with God. He had a living relationship with God. And he said, one day in his conversations with God out in the woods where he would just talk, he said, God, reveal to me all of the mysteries of life. And God said to him, that's too big. That's my job. And so then uh, George said to him, all right, well, then reveal to me the mysteries of the peanut. And God said, that I can do. That I can do. And in that willingness to right-size himself, it's not your job to know the mysteries of the universe. What is it your job to uncover? What mysteries are you here to reveal? And what is the right size of them? He asked to discover the mysteries of a peanut. And if you know anything about his life, he became absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant and what he discovered and how he allowed God to reveal inherent within a peanut, a peanut, the brilliance and the possibilities and all the life that can happen from unraveling the mysteries of a peanut. You are so much greater than a peanut. Would you be interested to humbly say, God, help me know the mysteries of life within me. If, if miracles can unfold from a peanut, what is possible for you? If you become deeply interested in who you are and the mystery of life and the joys and the reason for being that you're here to humble yourself, to be made new, to discover what that is about you and who you are. The mysteries of life that are inside of you are more than enough to to fulfill your curiosity this lifetime. And they're more than enough to cause for you the experience of what we're saying this 12 steps is about. Wholeness, serenity, success. These are the things that are yours, but you must become deeply humble and interested in them. And one of the things that blocks us the most from our, this humility is false pride. False pride. The puffing up of the human self. The puffing up of, of all the constructs that you have come to know yourself as. So much so that you cut yourself off from the divine flow. And you put your very self in danger. I want to tell you a story. In the summer of 1986, two ships collided in the Black Sea off the coast of Russia. Hundreds of passengers died as they were hurled into the icy water. Two ships and hundreds of passengers died. And as they researched what could possibly have happened, what went wrong with these ships that would cause them to collide 
out in the ocean and take so many lives. You know what they discovered? There was nothing wrong with the ships, neither of them. But the captains of the ship, in their false pride, were unwilling to move for the other ship. They were basically playing chicken with each other until they discovered it was too late. And when they realized the trouble that they had gotten themselves into because of their false pride, it was too late to to reroute the ships. And they literally collided. And they literally killed hundreds of people because they were too proud to turn the ship out of the way so that another ship can pass. You've not been given the authority over a big ship in the ocean, probably. You have been given the authority of a steering wheel and a car. How are you doing with that one sometimes? Right? How does our goofiness and our need to be right and that part that puffs up to fight, how do you find yourself in that little ship sometimes, right? And not the car or in many areas in your life. Where do you find false pride getting so puffed up within you that you no longer are able to become humble and allow the grace of God to bring through you and for you such a wonderful resolve, such a wonderful shifting and experience of who you are. We must be very hypervigilant, some of us, for false pride for the way that we want to rise up and fight, defend that part that needs to be right. These are the parts that keep us from being humble. And the second word is the, the, the word I love so much, humbly asked. When you are humble, you are able to ask. Without humility, you're unable to receive. You're unable to even make the request, which is the problem of so many sick people in our culture today. Literally, the inability to ask for help. Countless people holed up in their homes, disconnected and unplugged from life, completely taking themselves off of the grid of life, taking themselves out of contributing, taking themselves out of helping someone else in the world because they have so become unable to ask for help, to become humble and ask. And the position that many of us have been taught since we were little children is that getting down on our knees next to our bed to say our prayers, to bring ourselves to the humble position where we are able to ask, ask that this challenge be lifted. Ask that the character defects that are in your way of prospering, of drawing greater love to your life, of feeling good, that these defects of character be removed, that we ask. It is the key that opens up the doorway. And when the door opens up and you're willing to bow down to go through it, you avail yourselves to a brand new life a brand new experience of being human and allowing spirit to flow through you. One of the key messages of this seventh step is the idea of service. They say that in our fear, we are not humble. We are self-centered and trapped in self-obsession. 
It is said that in about the same degree as we are helpful, we will be happy. In the same degree that we are helpful, we will be happy. So one of our key spiritual practices here that we teach and we inspire you over and over and over to give yourself away to is sacred service. Serving, helping another person, getting yourself out of your problem, out of your mental obsession, out of the crazy-making mind and making a difference in someone else's world. It will bring you sanity. It will bring you peace that you will not understand why you have. At the end of the day, of serving, of giving some of your day to make someone else's life better, you will lay your head down. And you may have had challenges at work. You may not be in good relationship with family members. You may have physical issues that you're dealing with. But if you made one person's life a little bit better that day, I guarantee you, you will lay down and you will feel good about yourself. And your aching back or your aching feet or your aching heart whatever may be aching that day, will diminish. It will diminish because of your willingness to make other people's lives better. And I know some of you are very, very, very good at serving here. And I honor you and I thank you because your heart is the heart of service. For some of you, that's how you know God. You are wired to know God through service. For those of us who aren't as wired that way, we need to keep stretching ourselves and stretching ourselves. And for those of you that are so contracted in believing that you don't have enough time, you don't have enough willingness, or if you give your time away, something's going to happen bad, all of that fear, we need to move through that fear. We need to allow ourselves to be transformed by sacred service. And it's hard work, especially those who do it here, because you know it won't go the way you want it to. The things that you need probably won't be there. The people that say they will show up may not show up. And the promises that have been given to you by the organization, perhaps you'll get 25% of them. And yet, here you are to give yourself and to share yourself. How perfect is that? How perfect that you have to face life not working, rise above it, and share yourself so that something, someone else is blessed. It's not easy at times, to live a life of sacred service. One of the sheroes of of forever time is Mother Teresa, who knew God through the act of serving others. Morning, noon, and night, endless days, countless hours, sleepless nights of giving her life away so that other people could survive. So that other people, I mean, in the streets of Calcutta, where they were literally dying, of poverty and just absolutely dying of diseases that no one needed to be dying of. She gave her life away. And in her giving her life away, it is said when she was asked what moved her, why did she do it? She said that she saw her beloved Jesus, which was her emanation of God. She saw her beloved Jesus in the eyes of every single person that she served. Sacred service moved her to a spiritual awakening where she is the the goddess of humility and where the awakening caused her to not see the human that is, is pretending there, but to literally see her beloved Jesus in every single person. This is the gift that humility brings us. 
It brings us to an awakening. It brings us to a place where we discover the God of our being and the God of our being explodes and the God of our being reveals itself in everybody else. And suddenly you're being used in ways that are so fantastic. This is the gift for every single person. So the questions that I invite you to contemplate and ask yourself, the questions are, I actually don't have that sheet, so I'm going to ask you to guide me. And the last questions, what is the value in my life? What is the value that you bring to the world? That's an important inquiry. What is the mystery of that? And discover that. How is my life giving meaning to others? Ask yourself this question this week. How is your life giving meaning to others? And if it is, celebrate that. Don't make yourself wrong by any means. If you have a great answer to that, great. Ask the God of your being to expand it. And if you don't know, ask the God of your being. Become humble. Ask God to to start using you in this way. Am I helping? Am I helping others? Straight, clear question. Am I part of the solution or part of the problem? People, this is a really, to talk about a question to keep fresh before us every single day, yes? Am I part of the solution or am I part of the problem? It's black or white here. It's fear or love. It's all it is. Are you contributing to the problem by gossiping, by worrying, by complaining, by making other people wrong? Or are you part of the solution? When other people aren't there, you're lifting them up. When there's not working the way that you want it to, you pray and you ask for the very answer to be revealed through you right where you are. Oh my goodness, the possibilities. The possibilities if you will commit to being part of the solution one day at a time. One day at a time. That's a humble request. Dear God, I ask that I be part of the solution today. And if at any point, I go off track in my thoughts, in my words, in my actions. Please, rattle me, shake me, and get me back to center. Get me back to being part of the solution. This is the awakening that we're seeking. This is what is here for you. This is what's possible for you today. This is not a tomorrow promise. This is a begins today. You can begin by humbly asking God to use you and becoming divinely curious And what are the values Who are you? What is the mystery of your being? And be willing, when you discover it, to give it away. Yes? And so it is. Let us move into our time of prayer. Take a deep breath. A lot of info swirling around here. Just breathe. Allow the question, what are the mysteries? God, show me the mysteries of life that reside within my being and guide me. I ask that you guide me to greater and greater and greater service and expression of them in this world. I invite our spiritual counselors to come forward, please. Hold this space. And if at any point during our prayer you want to get personal prayer, come and take the hands and just simply say, please speak a prayer for me that I may be used. Please speak a prayer that I may be used.
in this moment that I humbly ask that the grace of God be bestowed upon us this morning, that we all bow our heads and become willing to let our hearts flower open, not by our own doing. We do not open a flower with a sledgehammer. We allow the grace of God to open the flowering of our hearts. And we ask that God use us, use us to expand and express the gifts that we are here to give. And please, God, remove from us the defects of character that are blocking us from letting our souls sing, that are blocking us from letting our hearts shine and our hands share and help another. Remove from us the character defects of grandiosity, judgment, shame, and fear. Remove from us the need to be right. Remove from us the blaming, the shaming, the criticizing. Remove from us the the puffed-up self-importance that we may become pure human vessels for the spirit of love to flow through us. Oh, love, use us this day. Love, use our hearts. Love, use our voice. Love, use our minds to create new ways of being in the world. Love, use our mind to think positive thoughts about other people today. Love, use our hands that they may serve another and bring ease and betterment to another's life today. We give ourselves away. We humbly ask that the things that block us from shining are removed. And we humbly ask the Spirit of God to reveal the mysteries of love and passion and power that live within us. And guide us to the exact places where they are to best be planted and and flourish and rise up into the greatest, greatest manifestations of being. We give ourselves away that we may know and awaken to the glory of God that we were, are, and always will be. Take a deep breath. This is your time to speak to the divine within your own heart. Ask the divine to use you. Ask the divine to remove the, the blocks and the walls. Ask the divine to take away your commitment to poverty and not enoughness. Ask the divine to heal you and use you. Take my heart, take my life as a living sacrifice. All my dreams, all my plans, God, I place them in your hands. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away 
So you can use me. I give myself away. Hey, take it all away so that you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away. I give my, I give myself away. Give myself away. Take a deep breath. Let us take a moment to give thanks for the insights that we've gained, for the surrender, for the humility that has been awakened, and for the willingness to be used more fully and freely by the divine, knowing that as we help another, we help ourselves, for truly we are one. We are one, we are one. And we give ourselves away to this oneness that we may flourish and awaken and glow in the glory of God. For all of this, I am grateful because I know that this prayer is fulfilled. I know that the intentions of our heart are fulfilled and that the dreams that we are here to fulfill are fulfilled as we give them over to God. I know that God is our divine partner, the highest power of love, And as we give ourselves to it, all is well. For this and so much more, I give thanks. And in gratitude, I release this prayer now into the action of the law, knowing that it is done. And together we say, and so it is. So it is. Amen. Thank you, spiritual counselors.